Welcome to the Skillshot Pincast. This is episode 71. I'm Graham. And I'm Kayla. Uh, good to be back. Uh, Kayla and I just uh, went to the Northwest Pinball and Arcade show uh, That's last, right. last weekend. Yeah, it was last weekend. Seems like so long ago already. I know, right? Uh, the days just keep on flying by. Um, well, there's plenty to talk about there, but sure. what do you think? Let's, let's uh, get a guest on the show first. And yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's bring in our guests, and then we can chat about the show later. All right. Well, uh, we're going to give our guest a call, and once we get her on the air, we'll introduce her. That Until then, good. all you know is that she's a she. All right, here we go. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, our guest today is Ashley Ludwig from Rochester, New York. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, well, gosh, so we've never actually met in person. This is the first time that we've uh, spoken as well. Yeah. <laughs> do, you rem- uh, do you recall how we got connected? Um... I I have a friend who knows you personally, mm-hmm. and then um, I saw that you, because I was uh, um, looking for uh, zines and different write-ups on pinball, um, and I saw that you also were um, involved with uh, Skillshot. That's right, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sy- Sylvan or Van, do you know him as Van or Sylvan? Um, I have known him as Sylvan. Okay. Just curious, because, like, I have him filtered through uh, college friends of his, and I and I wondered if that was just their nickname for him or how he presented. Uh, he, it always comes up. People always ask him. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Ashley, we have you on the show today because uh, you do something pretty cool that uh, nobody else that we've had on the show uh, does, and that is Pinball Restoration. Yes. <laughs> so let's uh, let's walk back a little bit uh, and talk about how you got started there. But first of all, can I ask, did, were you a pinball fan before you started restoring? Um, I would say I was a pinball fan, even though um, I grew up in Rochester. Um, and in the 90s, there really wasn't anywhere to play pinball. But I remember as a kid, like, making pinball or kinetic um like machine things out of like legos Mm. um so i was always sort of attracted to it um but i really never got to play it as a kid okay cool so so what uh what brought you to pinball restoration um honestly i kind of got lucky and kind of fell into it I responded to a uh, a Craigslist ad. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, a local company was, uh, they just put a very basic ad out that said, um, artists need to restore pinball machines. Uh, and it sounded a little too good to be true. <laughs> um, but eventually, I applied to it, went in, was doing it on my day off. Uh, and then 
switched over and made it my full time gig. That's awesome. So, so it pinball restoration is literally your full time gig. I forty hours a week, every week. Oh my gosh! Holy moly! <laughs> yeah, and if I could be there more, I, I totally would. We are cranking them out. <laughs> How long have you been doing it? Then it's been at least a few years, right? Um, I want to say three years, about. Okay, cool. And so you started as a, a visual artist before that, right? Like, you already had a lot of these skills? Uh, yeah, I went to school for art, um, and I also worked for a grocery chain um, in Rochester doing uh, sign painting. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of where my focus was, um, but they were doing more digital with the company. Um, so when I started, it used to be a full-time job and then they backed it off to a part-time job and then we're eliminating those positions mm-hmm. um, and I just knew that I didn't want to sit behind a computer and do graphic design if I wanted to continue uh, doing that for the company awesome um, well yeah your work's really cool like I've only seen it from Instagram but you do a killer job of, of like color matching with these old <laughs> paints and whatnot like um, what what are the biggest challenges uh, that people might not know about in this line of work? Um, it's every time I'm doing something, I have a background of doing it, but every time I have a new machine, it's a totally different problem. Um, everything is just on the spot decision making, and sometimes sometimes the wood that's underneath might want to do something different, either absorb it or um, just not take the paint as well or doesn't want to be filled or sands differently. There's just so many variables that come into play that every time I'm working on a machine, it's always a new set of problems. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Okay, so you said back in the '90s there wasn't really any place to play pinball in Rochester, but obviously now that you've got a you you do this a as a full time gig, gig, which yeah. is wild. Even even from over here in Seattle, that that seems pretty amazing. Just uh, artwork restoration for pinball. So so obviously the scene has grown a, a, a fair amount in recent years. Is that right? Um. Yeah, we have um, two. There's two main locations locally to play. Um, and they're both <clears throat> very successful, um, and they're they're doing well, and people love it. Cool. Um, so, is, is there much of a tournament scene over in Rochester as well? Well, I see from her Instagram, she's B Division Championship. Oh, first place, <laughs> only woman in her yeah. league, also. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, sometimes I get lucky. Um, no, there's skill but, involved. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure of the tournament scene around here. Um and then I started doing some digging, looked into it, um, and saw that they had a tournament, went to that and immediately and it's so great about the pinball community, everybody is just so into it, whether it's working on it, working on machines, going to tournaments, whatever, people are really excited to be a part of that community. Um, so I very quickly just got pretty heavily involved, 
Um, we play regularly. We have league nights. We, you know, go over to people's houses and play. Um, it's not a big group of people, but we we play as often as as we want. <laughs> awesome. So it sounds like there's a good collection of like home use games too then. So if you only have two spots, like how many games are at the two spots, would you say? Like more than 15, around 15? Um, the two spots that we have, Swillburger, I believe has, um, they have maybe 12, 14 machines mm-hmm. of pinball and then Silver Ball Saloon where we play most of our tournaments. Um, they have 28 machines. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, it, it's a really, really fantastic spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce uh, Nightingale. Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he does uh, Slam Tilt podcast. Too. Uh-huh. Um, and owns and runs Silver Ball Saloon. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely a good person to um, have in that scene for sure. Um, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. The machines that you work on, are they all from Rochester? Or are you kind of getting stuff from outside of Rochester also? We get a lot of stuff locally, mm-hmm. um, but it tends to be all over the Northeast. Uh, we get a bunch of machines from New York or um, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, hmm. um, just kind of from all over. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine there's not a lot of services available to people um, to, like, color match and fix games. Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you play competitively and, you know, for fun, and you, you've worked on a whole bunch of machines from, from different eras. What is your favorite machine that you've restored, like your favorite restoration work? Oh, geez. Um, hmm. That's... That's a really hard question. Um, it might. I guess. I guess there's a difference between my favorite and also maybe the hardest restoration jobs that I've done. Cool. Um, I'm cool. definitely happy when they're done with because there's a lot of time um, that goes into some of the restorations I do. I had a customer bring in, maybe a year ago, he brought in um, a live. And the whole play field, the center of it, between the flippers, the slingshots, it was all completely gone. Mm. Um, and the machine wasn't worth much, but it was his dad bought it for him. Sentimental. When he was a kid, right. he, mm-hmm. he's had it his whole life. He's willing to basically spend whatever amount to have it look brand new again. So I spent um, just maybe 10 days only painting uh, this play field hmm. and clearing it. It was a massive amount of time, um, but it looked brand new. So then when something comes down to, the, like, I guess that one you wouldn't have to sand down too much, but you're basically, like, just sanding away the trouble area and then just starting back up from the ground up. Um, usually I'll, I'll fill, especially okay. if something has uh, planking on it, some cracks where the paint has just removed. I'll usually fill that, uh, which is, 
you know, paper thin. Um, and then just like very lightly just sand it, clear it, paint it, clear it. Lots of uh, waiting for drying times, huh? Um, I always have different projects going on. Okay. So <laughs> I can like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll put a clear coat on this and then I'll like go over here and like, you know, look at something and or try and order parts for something else, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and then when you're playing games on location, do you start to like play them with that artist eye and going, oh, I could fix that. Look at that wear back there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, I mean, you know, I guess um, people more often will, you know, if they have a machine, they're like, oh, look at this. Look at how horrible this looks or look at how someone tried to fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, people always love showing me uh, they're uh, beaten down pinballs. Like the horror story stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I, I love seeing them. Mm-hmm. But some most of those are probably too far gone, huh? Uh, what was that? Oh, a lot of those are probably too far gone to even restore, huh? Um, I mean, there's, especially when customers come in, with something, we th- there's times when you kind of have the real talk about it where um, a restoration job might be more than what the machine is worth. Mm-hmm. And for some people, if it has sentimental value, definitely they'll go for it. But some people later on are thinking about if they want to sell the machine or um, kind of the future of it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, so Pinball Alley uh, looks like a also sells and distributes games. Are are you the only? Are you the uh, one woman restoration team, or are there other folks that uh, do any additional work uh, alongside you with restoration? Um, we are a small company. We have uh, six full time employees. Um, I do all of the restoration work and then I work with a technician, Brian, who has he's wonderful. He's been in the business his whole life. Uh so he was taking Pac Man out of the box when it was brand new. Oh, wow. So he's <laughs> he's serviced yeah. So, you know, you bring a he, he he can fix anything. Um so everything that I've learned and I try so hard to pick his brain and I'm always trying to learn everything from him. Um, you know, I get all of that information from him. Um, but Brian and myself, we do the pinballs mainly. Mm-hmm. So then I guess uh, what kind of other resources would, uh, do you use for, um, like matching the play field and getting the images just right? Cause I mean, sometimes like the play field, like you said, is so sanded down that you don't even have a reference point. Um, there's always a lot of hints. Sometimes I'll have to bring up pictures, um, but there's always hints of things, especially on a play field. If you're looking at it and you're trying to figure out how faded it is, um, taking off some, you know, um, some pieces, like some, some posts and stuff like that and looking underneath it. Mm trying to look at the color vibrancy, the same thing with the legs on the cabinet. Hmm. 
taking them off and you can see what the original colors were like. Um, but there's a lot of, I've done so many now at this point <laughs> that I just know, like, if I see a hurricane with uh, light yellow, deep yellow, and orange, I know that color scheme is supposed to be yellow, orange, and, like, bright red. Hmm. Just because of how those, I've seen those machines get extremely, extremely faded. So the, I started to wonder, like, would would it do you any um, help to, like, organize your colors and, like, pinball schemes? Like, when you have your paint <laughs> cabinet, you're like, okay, here's the hurricane section. All of my colors for hurricane are there. Um, it, would be, it would be nice, but then again, if I'm spraying a color on top of something, it depends on what's underneath it. Oh, okay. No matter how opaque it is, it's always going to be just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I referred to earlier too. Is just everything I could I could work on the same machine ten times over, and it would be like working on a different machine every time. Sure. Same as playing them too. You know, you could play Adam's Family a hundred times. They're all like each machine plays different. Oh yeah, that's that's a great. Um, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And I see too, that you don't just do like cosmetic work, but you also do a little bit of electronic or like electrical work too. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, and like I said, everything I have learned has been from our technician, Mm -hmm. Brian, and I have always been interested in how things work. Um, and pinball is really cool because when you break it down and you look at everything, it's all very simple mechanics. So I'm able to kind of wrap my head around it. Mm. Absolutely. That's awesome. And then do you own machines yourself for your own home use play? Um, the machines that we sell on our floor, like our sales room floor. Oh, okay. So you have all of those. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Well, do you have any exciting uh, projects that you have on the horizon or a machine? Or that... white whales, right? Yeah, or white whales. Um, there's... Uh, I have to think. Um, I, geez, it, I get excited about everything that I'm kind of working on. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's like in really, really bad shape. Mm. Um, or if it's like a playmatic or something. Um, but I have a bunch of, uh, EMs that, um, we got in that are in nice condition. Um, and those are, those are always just really charming machines. Um, and they always look beautiful when you, when you finish them up. Uh, so those are, those are pretty exciting. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really also, I just want to say I love the time-lapse photo or videos that you put on your Instagram. It's really nice to see the process from start to finish. Yeah, no, and it's, um, thank you. It's uh, interesting, and I think people want to see that rather than, uh, you know, this is how it was and this is how it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of gives a little bit more insight into it. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, Now, you do mostly work on... Um, 
what would you say, 60s through 80s? Like, when it gets into the 90s and, and onward, and uh, back glasses and play fields become a little more, not, not photorealistic, but do you know what I mean? Like, do you stay away digital, from the, yeah. digital prints? Have you had to tackle any unique pro- translates or anything uh, like yeah. that? Um, I would say that everything I work on is pretty much split, and I would group like hmm. 50s, 60s, 70s is like a half of it. And then really, I do work on a lot of pinballs from the 80s and 90s. Um, and it's a little bit, I think um, it, production-wise, there's a lot of them out there, but they tend to come through and they do, they've gotten roughed up. Um, so I do work on them often. Um, with the, with a lot of the digital prints, um, like on the cabinet, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times it's, it is like pixels that I have to paint. Hmm. That sounds less exciting than like <laughs> painting a horseshoe on the side of a cabinet, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it, it's hard. It is difficult, but, um, at the same time when you do it and you do it well, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if a machine is really damaged on the cabinet, then it might be a better option to just do decals hmm. on it, um, which is nice because there's a lot of decals readily available on the internet that you could get for, you know, 250 300 bucks. Sure. Absolutely. Hopefully there's someone still making those because eventually they will run out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bunch of people that okay. print them. Good. Good to hear it for sure. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> as we get away from like more, um, as we get into more decals on games, then yeah, they definitely need to be available. <laughs> What's one of the Absolutely. like scarier like projects that you've worked on? Like, have you opened a machine and seen something like completely ridiculous that should not be there, or like, um, any like rat infestations? Anything? Oh god! <laughs> um, uh, yes. Oh um, no! <laughs> I we had oh. We had probably maybe six months ago a collection of machines, five of them, that we got a really great deal on them. I never saw the pictures of the machines. I never went to get them. And they come back and they were in a wet basement and mm-hmm. the the bottoms were sagging so oh. far out it Jeez. looked unreal. And they all had rats' nests in them and nuts and just insulation, stuffing, just all in it. And it was horrible. I I put on rubber gloves and, like, grabbed the shop vac and was just, like, cursing at my boss. Like, (laughs) why would you do this to me? Right. Like. These are bad. Like, they smell bad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good deal. It's probably for a reason, right? Uh, yeah, no, it sucks when uh, sucks when you get some, some machines like that, and it's just 
oh, man, what did you do to this yeah. poor thing? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, boy. Um, well, is there anything that you'd like to share about uh, your pinball restoration work that maybe we haven't asked about or touched upon? Any any fun little bits that, that we might find interesting that we haven't thought of? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I've got this little bit. You were in um, Drop Target Scene, which is very cool. Oh, cool. Yes. We have that in common. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, are you? Were you in one of the... Because you were in the Omnibus, too, when they put out the big collection of all the zines. Mm-hmm. Very awesome. Yeah. I remember reading that and like didn't connect for a while that this was the same Ashley. You know? hmm. So that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Had you met John and Alec before? I have not met them, um, but when I first started getting into kind of more of the community of pinball, I was looking at zines and stuff online and found um, Skillshot and Drop Target. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I immediately was like, oh, um, I got to buy all these like <laughs> zines and. I have to have it right now. And then I reached out to John Chad. I'm like, everyone in the email, I'm like, this is so cool. This is exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. This is what I do. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm writing a book right now. Do you want to be in it? This sounds super great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was awesome. Um, they're amazing. Um, and I secretly would go through his games and just like look at the interviews and be like, man, that would be so cool. If right. That was my picture. <laughs> and then they did my picture. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Was, isn't that incredible? It, yeah. It just, it still blows my mind. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had connected with them because like we had both been doing pinball zines. So they would sometimes come up for the Northwest zine show. Um, so I'd met like Alec at that, but not not John. I met him at Pinburga years later, and like when he was working on that book, also he's he asked me to design a dream machine. So I did the where in the, the world is Carmen San Diego machine. Oh man, that's so awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it was lots of fun. So you've uh, you've traveled around a little bit, right? You've made it out to Pittsburgh um, for for pinball. Um. Yeah. Last year. Um. I went to uh, Replay FX. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, I wasn't in the tournament, um, but this year I'm in the tournament, so oh, I'm super excited about that. Very cool. Wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> Sit as much as you can. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, yeah. a blast, though. I can't believe it because this is going to be the largest one yet. Yeah, a thousand. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! Crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, and I thought, I was like, okay, I'm totally cool. I'm going to get a ticket. Everything's going to be awesome. And it sold out so fast Mm -hmm. that I was waitlisted. Like, the ticket was there. I clicked on it, and it was gone. Oh, man. (laughs) And I sweat and started pacing around. I was so (laughs) upset. And then, like, they emailed me the next, like, few days later, and they were like, okay, you're not. Oh, my God, that's amazing. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm currently like 200 deep on the wait list, so probably not happening this oh, year really? for me. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I just need to set an alarm better. It's harder on the West Coast. I don't know. <laughs> Even still here, um, and it, it broke my mind, a thousand people just 
you know, it sold out like yeah. like that. And with hundreds um, on the wait list still, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, people that, like, didn't even want to sign up for the wait list because it was, like, so, so many people. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I know a, a bunch of people that um, are either still waitlisted or they just didn't get it and they're just not going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know even like the first or second year I went, people would sometimes just show up the day of just in case, like if they're local, they're like, oh, maybe someone missed their flight or something and I'll just fill their spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of a thousand people, it's, it, it would happen. Mm-hmm. There's at least one, there's at least one person that's, you know, yeah, maybe get stuck somewhere. Right. Maybe you can get like Josh Sharp's spot or something, have a little bit oh better, ch- better chance at getting a prize. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have won enough. Get out of the way. <laughs> oh, man. No. no, it's going to be a blast. I'm really excited that you get to play. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. I guess just ex- ex- enjoy Pittsburgh also. If you have yeah. time to like lollygag around the Steel City while you're there too, there's some great stuff. Maybe connect with uh, yeah, uh, Dan Burfield. Yes, yes, and um, I I know him pretty well. Awesome. He's a great guy, um, and uh, I've been to Pittsburgh a bunch of times. Oh, good. Um, and the last time, last summer for um, for the show, I went, but I also just like stayed for a couple extra days just mm-hmm. to like enjoy the city because it's great food and it's just like a really fun city for sure i still have yet to visit oh, one of these days you got oh. to it's cool because it's oh man it feels like a town within well, a city i don't know it's really down to earth yeah what yeah what are you doing this year <laughs> you should go this year uh, yeah good fair point <laughs> just go to the replay effects and watch the tournament I, yeah. i'll look into it i think i'm actually free that uh that mm. stretch of time so <laughs> maybe we'll see ashley do you uh I'm... go ahead Oh, I was going to say, like, last year I didn't play in the tournament, but, like, I went every day, all day, all night, and <laughs> didn't, there were so many machines that after I left, I was like, crap, I didn't I didn't get to play this, or I didn't see this, or mm-hmm. what? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll take a good look at it, and if I, if I do end up being able to make it out, I will definitely let you know. Any plans to come to the West Coast? Um, I would love to. Uh, you guys have an amazing symbol scene out there, and I definitely want to, um, at some point, um, get out there and check it out. I've never actually been. Oh, you'd to love the it. West. Mm-hmm. With it. There's a pretty good <laughs> Rochester family out here too. I know a lot oh, of people nice. from Rochester. It's it's so funny, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I was even like a little late today because I was doing yoga at the arcade up in Fremont. So like it's it's built into the fabric of the city now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And I just want to make sure people know where they can uh, take a look at your restoration artwork. Uh, and hire you for business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's so, see. Um, on Instagram... Uh, Ludwig Synopsis. Correct. And then pinballalley.com, all one word there. Anywhere else? Um, yep. Um, yeah, uh, Instagram. I use Instagram mainly. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, 
Yep, and uh, Pimbalayeli is the company I work for based in Rochester, New York. So, Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll link, we'll link to that as well in our uh, write-up for the episode. Hey, thanks so much cool. for joining us. Yeah, this is really fun. Yeah, no. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I hope to see you in Pittsburgh or Seattle sometime. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right. Have <laughs> a good care. one. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. Cool. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, Ashley seems real cool. And it, her work really is really impressive. Yeah. Um, like, just the color matching alone, like, kind of blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this has to be done with a stencil. It's so clean. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I even looked at one of them on there that was a Doctor Who that had faded considerably. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just looking at that one. I'm like, the faded one looks fine. And then I saw the what it's supposed to look like. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There it uh-huh. is. Or the future spa that she did the cabinet on. Like, I didn't even know that there was all these little speckles of gray and the white bands like that go across the cabinet. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to find... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just scrolling down and saw a creature from the Black Lagoon that kind of has similar touch-up. Uh, it's got the popcorn on the side, and the, it looks like a white and yellow striped bucket. And it's like, nope, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be yellow and red. <laughs> So much fading going mm-hmm. on in machines. Keep them away from the sun. <laughs> Indeed. That's why we play pinball in the dark, right. friends. <laughs> well, speaking of playing pinball uh, in the yeah. dark, I guess well, I can't use... well lit. Yeah, actually yeah. quite well lit. There is no segue there. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I can't really use speaking of playing pinball as a segue for this show. That's it's possibly been done before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a cop-out one. Uh-huh. That's almost Literally all we're talking job. about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Speaking of playing pinball, right. um, yeah, uh, as we mentioned off the top, like uh, last weekend was the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show. Mm-hmm. It was a lot and of beautiful fun. Tacoma. Beautiful Tacoma. <laughs> um, I really do have a good time going down there, and mm-hmm. I think everybody else does too. Uh, Silverball Slayers rented a big house mm-hmm. together, and a lot of people make a full weekend of it. Um, Fortunately, got, it was my last weekend before moving back to Seattle, so I just went like had an eight minute drive home into the show. <laughs> yeah, it was, it yeah. was the perfect uh, weekend to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, instead of a yeah, Bon Voyage there. Um, w- well, we'd like to talk more in depth about this. Uh, so we're not going to touch upon the show too much. You're going to have to stay tuned to episode, what was it, 71, I guess. Uh, no, 72. This is episode 71. Well, we can talk about the show a bit more, too. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do have, I was telling Graham earlier that I had done some like man-on-the-street interviews with women at Powder Puff at Shorty's. So we could pr- plug those in as a little segment for next episode. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm uh, uh, looking forward to hearing those. I have not yet heard them, dear listeners. Right. So. I was there for them, but I have not listened back to them. <laughs> hopefully they are decent quality. Yes. Uh, so hopefully we'll have uh, yeah, those those interviews for you. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, uh, what was your what were your highlights, Kayla? Uh, I made sure, like, I just didn't play the the tournaments this year. I just, I hit 10 years of playing pinball competitively and wanted to just enjoy the show like I used to. Um, I mean, you can still do both, but it's really hard to split your time. Oh, yeah. And then be beholden to a time slot to go play a tournament and mm-hmm. stress out and then, <clears throat> you know, remind yourself while you're there, <laughs> like, go through that all that rigmarole. So I just, I, like, went down the line of all the EMs and played as many as those of those as I could. Those were fun. Um, I think there was one that was, like, 
Dizzle and one was Dazzle or something. And, like, <laughs> they were the same game, but like one had five hot bumpers and one had four. That's so funny. Um, those were a good thing to play. There was that. Did you go in the back corner by the food court where they had those? Um, like someone had taken a Star Wars Episode One and redone the code and like stripped the playfield. So there was like um, a three D like uh, monster, like a bunny monster that you had to fight in that huh. instead of like having to sh- shoot up the ramp for um, Jar Jar Binks or whatever you would do in Star Wars. But they had modded one of those, and the, the screen was just really awesome. No, I don't. I think I missed that. It was by the Fast Pinball booth. Um, they did a nice job on that. I think I took a picture somewhere. Oh. Um, I also really enjoyed the um, pl- the Champion versus Champion series, where it was Carrie Wing versus... Um, Raymond Davidson. So here hmm. I'm going to show Graham a picture. Of oh, the... let's see. Oh, yeah. They really did strip the playfield. Yeah. So there's nothing on the playfield there for the episode one or um, Revenge from Mars, whichever it is. <clears throat> but they, you know, did a new game on that. And it's just like these cute little fluffy like bunny monsters that you would have to hit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is super cool. Oh, I wish I had seen that there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't do too much exploring, but I, I tried to get the... The greatest hits. Um, I played the new Wonka that they had there, which mm-hmm. was fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it like it fully formed. You know, mm-hmm. um, at least uh, the there were two games that I saw, and the one that I w- that I played uh, did not have the little uh, the Wonka, Wonka Vision, Vision right? s- screen mm-hmm. working. So and I didn't even realize that was supposed to be on until after I walked by the other machine. Well, I played all three of them, and it does oh, make a difference. I bet it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I started to really enjoy that game, yeah? and I'm excited to see it on location. It's mm. it, There's a, a mode start shot in the back le- right corner that mm-hmm. feels a lot like the Twilight Zone lock shot. Um, there's You can feel Lawler all over that game. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I ended up talking to uh, Butch Peel. Is that his name? Gosh. I think- From uh, Jersey Jack that did that talk. Yeah. And he said he would be interested in being on the show. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that I'm would... telling Graham this now for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you and I heard it here first. Yeah, Butch Peel. Mm-hmm. Cool. And he did a talk on um, troubleshooting, fixing pins. And I also saw the Zombie Yeti talk. And that was good, too. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I don't have too many other highlights myself. I did play a game. I think it was called Haunted Castle. I made you play that with yeah. me, right? Just <laughs> just so we could see that ridiculous little uh, like cuckoo clock door open uh-huh. up on the back. <laughs> Great. When I put a four player in there, like we're getting this door open. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, we did it. And finally, but that ramp was so really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was like really high. Like I couldn't quite hit the apex of it. Yeah. It was like short, but real steep and in the corner too. Steep is the word my brain was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. And then I guess my other thing, like they had that, those two firepowers hooked up together. Oh yeah. That was cool. Like I had been meaning to play it, meaning to play it, and then finally walked by and it was open. I was like, hey, you stranger, come play this with me. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know how I'll do it. I was like, there's the instructions. Let's figure it out. And you just hit play at, or, you know, start at the same time and, and you're battling against each other and just hitting targets one through six, hopefully in order. And that um, removes shields from your other, your opponent's game. Oh. But they're linked like you would an NBA fast break. Gotcha. 
yeah, it was pretty neat. I wish it was a little bit easier for me to have understood, like if I was doing well or not doing well. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. So, I, I don't recall if Dan told us this, but if he did, I do not remember. Who uh, was responsible for the linked firepower? He did say on the episode, I don't remember the name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we can listen back, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're, <laughs> yep, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and Dan was there in his full Pac-Man regalia, mm-hmm. and it was very distracting to talk to him while his little like, flashing blue light was going off around his collar. <laughs> <laughs> I did not play Hercules this year either, though. I did not play Hercules yeah. either. I really just wanted to get Todd McCullough to play it, because it's like his size machine. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, otherwise, like, it was fun seeing everyone around. And I ended up staying at the show for, like, another hour, talking to, like, Bobby and Ari outside. Oh. Just, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's chat and catch up. Yeah, there were some, there were folks uh, that came into town, too, that uh, I, unfortunately, I don't recall. Uh, I don't didn't cross paths with some of them, but uh, it's always good to get the band back together. Right. Um, I tried to leave work a little early. I got there around 4, 3.30 or 4, and it was already packed on a Friday. Yeah. Um, so I guess you got to be there at noon mm-hmm. if you really want to get the early bird special. Yeah. I had to work until 6.30 and didn't get to Tacoma until 7.30. Mm. And it, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. But that's good. Yeah, it's a good problem mm-hmm. to have. It's, yeah. It's too successful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the women's tournament went well. Hannah Hatch won. Hannah Holmberg Hatch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a, bre- uh, you know, using both names, but yeah. I think Another, she's, yeah, Triple H-ing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she definitely Triple H'd that tournament and, you know, <laughs> walked away with the grand prize. Uh, um, let's see. Dwayne won the amateur Oh, did he really? Yeah. Cool. Which is always funny because, you know, you, you think, oh, Dwayne plays so many tournaments. He, he's no amateur. But because there's uh, that, that point ranking? cutoff, that yeah. ranking cutoff, uh-huh. that a great deal of us are uh, technically right. qualifies the, yeah. I know a couple of years ago, David Rauschenberg wrote, won it. Uh-huh. We're like, you sandbagger. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you win tournaments a lot. He's like, yep, I'm still like technically new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ashley Weaver, she won the B Division champ- uh, finals nice. for the Open, which is cool. Yeah. A new face emerges you know, <laughs> to the winner's circle enters. with yeah. how, how it should be. Let's share the wealth, boys. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, um, and Mike Corbett won the uh, classics. It's Raymond Davidson took a second. Um, mm-hmm. A little upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great, great time this year, as always. Um, oof. Well, I think. That about wraps this up. What do you I think? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll just kind of nail the plugs. Uh, oh, you know, by the time you listen to this, Shorties will still be open in its original location, but it you won't... It'll be on its way to the new one. Yeah. Like, the it... sign is already up. Like, yeah. Eva, last time I was there, he told me that they had kicked out a guy that was causing a fuss in the original location. Uh-huh. And he saw him walk by the the new one and be like, what, is this, is this the same place I got kicked out of? <laughs> yeah, you're seeing Double Man. <laughs> right. Had a little too much... <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, of course, you can follow us at uh, Skillshot on Twitter. Facebook is also Skillshot or Skillshot Pincast. Why not both? Uh, email us at SkillshotPincast at gmail.com. Uh, pick up the new issue. It looks great. There's mm-hmm. another fun crossword in it. It does look great. Um, gosh, what else do we have? Anything for you, Graham? No. <laughs> no, uh, only I got thing nothing. I've got... <laughs> Only thing I've got is that um, my school lets out in two weeks, um, and I'm going to jump in my friend's van and go on tour with them to Los Angeles. So that is super exciting. I know I'm really stoked. So yeah. if you're gonna, I'll be in Los Angeles from the last week of June till just after the fourth. 
So if anyone in the area would like to play pinball, let me know. You know what? Now that you bring that up, I guess I do have something I could plug. I plan to be in Portland Mm. uh, the weekend of the 4th. I'm going to probably head down the night of the 3rd or the morning of the 4th and be there for a few days. And I'm probably coming back the weekend after that. So uh, yeah, hopefully Kayla and I will uh, squeeze in another episode here uh, during our travel time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But whether or not we do, uh, look to uh, mid or late July for a quick little travel recap from us. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Cool. (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.